Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Stories, everybody. Today we've got Federico with us, and uh, he's going to obviously uh, invite us down his Bitcoin rabbit hole. But how are you today, Federico? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a real pleasure to to be here with you guys. I had the honor to meet uh, Joel uh, around conferences in Europe, and uh, and it's very it's a pleasure to be here. How are you? Yeah, living the dream, as they say. The weather's quite nice here in the UK, so <laughs> got, to, got to take advantage of it while we've got it. Um, but where, whereabouts are you in the world? Are you going to dox yourself? Whereabouts are you? Uh, you mean, uh, what about me? Uh, you mean uh, to talk? Where, where in the world? Where in the world are you Are you at the moment? Oh, right now I'm in Milan. Uh, I just got back from my, oh, nice. I just got back from my honeymoon. Uh, so I'm quite uh, relaxed right mm. now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've just got out of honeymoon mode myself, but yeah, oh, nice. well done. Congratulations to both of you. Um, I hope you took full advantage of your honeymoon together. <laughs> but so right now I'm in Milan, back to Italy, and yeah, I'm planning to to go in Riga in the next couple of weeks. Oh, cool! Uh, for the Baltic Honey Badger, I don't know if you guys will be there, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, next next big appointment in the Bitcoin sphere. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so before we get uh, started with your rabbit hole, a quick question, Federico. Inter or AC Milan? Or AC Milan? AC Milan. Oh, okay. AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, need to do a recording with are, you and an emo for me. Yeah, exactly. There are two football teams in Milan, which which are AC Milan and AC Milan Reserves. <laughs> they're, they're in blue, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were blue. Yeah. Brilliant. Mate, thank you so much for joining us here at Rabbit Hole Stories. As you know, we're very interested in how people discovered Bitcoin and what is it they're doing now in this space. So why don't you take us on the journey um, down your Bitcoin rabbit hole, please? Yeah, sure. Well, I got into Bitcoin in early 2017, so I was part of the, you know, let's say, the second huge uh, bull run and second uh, Bitcoin era. Let's uh, let's call it about. Let's call it that. And it was thanks to a friend of mine uh, who was studying uh, engineering back at the time. Now he's an, he's an engineer, and in early 2017, he he told me. Um, uh, you should you should check out this blockchain thing. He mentioned blockchain, not Bitcoin, um, and I and I realized at the time that I already heard about blockchain. I didn't know uh, what it was. I did uh, uh, I did hear that it was something that could decentralize money. But you know these words that if you don't actually study what it, what it is, you don't actually realize. What its uh, what its significance might be, and um, and so uh, I really trusted and I still trust uh, greatly this friend of mine, and I, I was like, okay, if he says this to me, maybe I have to delve in the, into into this, uh, and then this this will this was why I started. Uh, fortunately, uh, the very first content I. I saw on internet because of uh, the fact that I'm in Italy, I'm in Italy. I saw uh, I researched for Italian stuff at the very first, and I got into some of Giacomo Zucco's content and videos and interviews, uh, and that was my lucky moment, I think, uh, because it, it gave me the imprinting, it gave me the uh, idea of logical thinking. 
if you ever uh, uh, listen to Giacomo's uh, talks, they are very, very logical. They follow a logical path. And, and that's, that is something I really appreciated uh, back at the time. Uh, but it was not uh, a given. It was not a given fact to uh, listen to people who are logical. As a person who basically doesn't know anything in the space, uh, was a complete noob. It's very easy to fall for marketing stuff and to fall for a great, uh, great wording uh, put put together by marketing teams and to let's say, uh, DeFi or, or not. Well, in 2017, it was, uh, it was the, the ICO bubble. So it was very easy to, to fall for the new uh, crypto project, the new amazing revolution of crypto project. And a lot of people I knew uh, f- fell for that. And, but I didn't do it. I, basically, I didn't have my, uh, let's say, shit corner beginner phase because of this. Uh, because of the fact that I uh, met virtual, virtually met Giacomo Zucco uh, <laughs> online with my very first contents, and um, I started like this. Obviously, I was working in a in a um, uh, in a newspaper. I'm a journalist. Uh, I was very curious about it, and after a few months, uh, it didn't. Uh, it, 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 at the very first, it was a curiosity. After a few months, it became almost an obsession. Uh, the the game changer uh, was the Bitcoin standard. When the when Cyphedine's book came out, I I read it uh, suddenly. Uh, it took me three days to read it. Uh, I I I was completely uh, taken by this book, and that was the eureka moment for me. That was the the moment in which I realized, holy shit, this is something. This is going to change a lot of things. Uh, I have to study this thing. I have to study. I have to. I have to uh, invest my time in in this. Uh, I have to go on. Uh, I cannot. Uh, you know, I cannot afford to work uh, 10, 12 hours per day with a, uh, you know, a, a modest pay and just to you know run with run through my my hamster wheel without actually studying. Uh, what this thing is because this is the future uh, I did it I started studying it uh, fast forward fast forward in 2021 I decided to quit my job and dedicate myself to Bitcoin that's a big leap to, to make um, what was yeah. it uh, that actually made you make that leap what, what was the what was the motivation behind that and, and how is it doing now for you well, as I told you, uh, I'm a journalist, uh, so I, I always worked uh, in the information industry. Uh, I used to work for the you know, main uh, private, uh, we would say, mainstream media in Italy, the main, competi- main competi- competitor of Sky News, uh, just to, to give a reference. And, and then I also worked for the media relation company. So I always worked in the information field. And uh, studying Bitcoin, getting to, to know the, the Bitcoin space, I realized that in Italy there was nothing cool uh, as an information product, especially a written product. There was a podcast, uh, which is still the biggest podcast in Italy. It's called Bitcoin Italia Podcast. These guys are very cool, are 
are actually uh, very competent and, and, and they're great, but that, that was it. There was a podcast. And yeah, there were a, little, a few websites, but it was basically all shitcoiners and yeah, shitcoining. And there was no signal. There was only, um, there was no signal. So I just realized that the, the fact that there was nothing Bitcoin only, written product, newsletter mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, I said, okay, uh, w- what can I do? Uh, my first thought was uh, back to the your original question. Uh, or was the, the, the thought that made me quit my job? The first thought was that I want to work for Bitcoin. I want to do something mm-hmm. for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that everyone uh, has this kind of need, feels this need uh, after a while. Uh, Bitcoin gives you a lot, of th- a lot of stuff. And I don't mean economically. I mean uh, also mentally, philosophically. It opens your mind. And then after a while, you feel the need to give something back. Mm. Uh, that was my need. Uh, I wanted to do this. What can I do? Well, I'm a journalist. Let's, uh, I, can, I, I think I can write. Let's start a newsletter. And it was the very first newsletter, Bitcoin-only newsletter, uh, strictly Bitcoin-only newsletter um, in Italy. Uh, it's still, the, nowadays, it's the, it's the biggest one. It, it has almost 3,000 subscribers. Uh, it's in Italian only. And I think that you know, in the long run, it might be a good, it might be a good uh, bet, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's basically this is the the reason. Uh, there's, there was nothing in, in the information market uh, which was Bitcoin only was written, and uh, I saw a chance. Were you beforehand, when you worked as a journalist, were you already involved in economics, politics, or certain fields of that nature, or was it completely different? Well, I was a uh, generalistic, generalistic journal, mm, okay. journalist. So, well, uh, at the very first, I started as a sports journalist, but I, I was, I'm talking when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. Mm. So, a few years in sports journalism, then I realized I uh wasn't willing to to do uh brazilian uh, championship uh <laughs> chronics for, for for my for my whole career and then i uh i joined the mainstream media as mm-hmm. i told you i, I worked in a in an all news tv channel uh, which also has uh, a website so it was uh, it was quantity over quality okay. uh, it was everything uh, right about everything without knowing mm-hmm. basically nothing um you have you have to, to just write a few sentences uh yeah maybe you have the news from your your sources mm. uh but you don't have the actual time to to do an in-depth article or actually mm. you know to 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 give value to the readers in my in my opinion um i i already had this feeling before deciding to to quit my job mm. uh Bitcoin, um, in some way, uh, let's say that uh, exploited this feeling because Bitcoin uh, helped me go in depth mm-hmm. and uh, try to focus more to to reach the the real reason of the real why of stuff happens basically because you know every day in the news you can read that the ECB has uh, mm-hmm. decided to 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 raise uh, 50 basis points but what the hell does it mean mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, and mm. you, you can you can read what is quantitative 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 easing online. But yeah, okay. Once you know that the central banks buy public public debt, what the hell does it mean mm-hmm. eventually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can get it in the mainstream media, and so I decided to to do to do my part. That's exactly what it means by going down the rabbit hole, right? Every question leads just yeah, to exactly. a number of other questions, and you can't not find out the answers once you've realised what the answer was to the previous one. It just becomes this ever rolling um, investigation, if you like, in, into the Bitcoin ecosystem, and um, it's almost kind of turned your journalistic specialism into like a a high time preference role into a low time preference role right as well because you can invest the actual time you need to actually deliver some quality material on the on the stuff you found down a rabbit hole yeah definitely what is sorry what is the what what article have you written that's um really sort of resonated with people what 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 kind of content is it that people can expect to read when they're going through your content online? Well, ironically, I have to give you two different answers because uh, the first one is not what the uh, what people usually should expect from my <laughs> newsletter. Uh, the content, the article more resonated was an article about the Ethereum's failure in a Bitcoin-only newsletter. <laughs> Uh, out of 190, 20 uh, articles I wrote in a couple of years, a couple of in-depth articles that I wrote in a couple of years, I wrote one article about Ethereum and why it's a scam, in my opinion. And it, it is still nowadays the most viewed, the most commented, the most. <laughs> uh, it generated the, the biggest debate. Uh, but usually people, uh, usually I do not write about uh, crypto and DeFi and, and shit and you know, scams. I focus mm. on Bitcoin and its implication. Bitcoin tra- implications. Bitcoin train is meant as a journey. That's why it's called Bitcoin train. Uh, the the articles are called stops. So uh, it's from stop zero to stop one hundred and nineteen. I think right now and counting. And uh, it's meant like this. In the first few articles, you have the very basics. You, you get the very basics on Bitcoin. The The idea is that uh, you don't have to study Bitcoin because I told you to do it, but because maybe you're curious about it and you find uh, you find out about it through the latest news. The claim is uh, uh, discovering Bitcoin through the latest news. So I basically pick a news uh, as I told you, uh, the central bank decides to to uh, uh, modify its interest rates. What the hell does it mean? Uh, what are interest rates? Uh, why are they um, uh, manipulated by the central banks? Uh, has already uh, has always been like this. Uh, what is Austrian economics? Why do they think that, that central banks uh, manipulate uh, manipulate economy? What does Bitcoin have to do with uh, Austrian economics and stuff? You know? So through a journey mm-hmm. from the latest news to the Bitcoin uh, characteristic that has something to do with that news, I try to I try to explain Bitcoin, uh, and that that is a journey. The first very in, in the first um, mm-hmm. uh, very few articles, uh, you can find explanation about. Uh, Bitcoin mining because uh, China banned mining, uh, but oh, well, China banned mining maybe twelve times, fifteen times. I don't, I don't, don't remember. Uh, but 
when when the time comes that something happens, I try to explain in the Bitcoin context what 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 it means. Uh, and that is the journey. Uh, after after a few articles, you get to more in depth uh, or more yeah uh, complicated stuff. So you get uh, Austrian economics, you get politics, you get what the hell is anarchism and why it's not necessarily Darwinism or people killing each mm-hmm. other in the streets. Um, and and what's uh, environmentalism and the energy market and basically a Bitcoin newsletter is an everything newsletter because Bitcoin covers everything. It's extremely multidisciplinary. Disciplinary. Uh, I often get the question, "What? Uh, seriously, you're a Bitcoin newsletter? You you find something to write every week?" And my usual answer is that I can, I do not, I'm really, I find it difficult to choose what to write every week because there's too much, too many, too many things. There's too much stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Bitcoin is, uh, if you want to get Bitcoin, you don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be a politician. You don't have to be an economist. You don't have to, to be expert in one thing. You do have to know something about everything. Uh, and that's basically what keeps me doing this because you have to study every single day. It's an interesting take because I listened to, um, you may know him as well, Nico Yilch. He's a German uh, journalist, yeah. Bitcoin yeah, journalist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in his latest Bitcoin podcast in German today, he also said, it's very weird. You, you, you go from this uh, very high time preference thing in the media landscape I used to experience as well into a very low time preference thing. And you would think you can actually focus on a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, you go like, Oh, now I go into, as you said, energy, uh, I don't know, remittances issues, uh, basically how different monetary systems we have in the world works, why our money is not the same as essentially central banks and commercial banks, investment banks, money. Yeah. And uh, that's the ironic thing, right? You touch down, you spread out and you're able to bring it back to Bitcoin somehow. And I guess this is really the kind of content we also need because if normal citizens struggle with, I don't know, maybe currently paying their energy bills and then go down how yeah. does the energy system works and like, why do I have to pay in a foreign currency for my local stuff? And why can't I just pay in something that works instantly? I think over time, these kind of things take on um, more of their own life. And basically, uh, it's easier to orange pill people at the end of the day. And uh, as you said, you do everything in Italian. And um, you have the um, Bitcoin Italia podcast, I think it's called. Have you ever thought about expanding your journalism outside of writing into, you know, video or audio as well? Or are you for the moment now strictly just writing written word and stuff? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, but my articles are uh, in-depth articles, so they take two, three days to write. Uh, I write uh, six uh, articles per month right now. And for each article, I also do uh, a podcast, which is basically the uh, the... Uh, um, the audio version of the articles, like, like uh, it's it's an it's an audiobook basically. Um, for people, uh, I have like paid subscribers who can listen to the article, mm-hmm. and free subscribers who can only read it. And also, I do some interviews. Uh, by I, I think I did in a couple couple of years. I did maybe fifteen mm-hmm. interviews, not a lot. 
uh, and those interviews go on YouTube. But it's it's very it's not my main work. Mm. Uh, my main work is writing, and I think it's kind of you know it, it's good because uh, you have to differentiate differentiate yourself. Uh, I'm not very good in social media. I'm not very good in keeping my um, Instagram uh, up to date, my TikTok up to date. I try to do a TikTok profile for Bitcoin trade. Or, I fucking hate it. It's it's impossible. Uh, I uh, basically TikTok uh, is a theft on your of your time. Uh, it uh, allows your mind to to not focus on anything, and it, and it steals your attention, and it, it's a nightmare. Uh, I basically threw out TikTok out of the window after a few weeks. I started it, and um, my only social media is uh, Twitter, obviously, um, because the, or the whole Bitcoin space is there. Uh, but uh, I'm, I mean, I know, I perfectly know that an information figure nowadays has to uh, has to be basically everywhere on social media, on its own project, maybe with a website uh, uh, and, and do basically everything. Uh, but I also know, but I also think that if you are specific on one on one platform, on one topic, on one uh, on one thing, and you keep your credibility in the long run, this this pays off. Yeah, slow and steady uh, wins the race, as yeah. they say. Um, and the comment about TikTok, I agree in the sense that it just kind of sucks you in, and it, and it just kind of yeah. There, it's it's a good distraction uh, tool, but you get sucked in, and before you know it, you're you've been on it for far too long than you should have been. But it's it's almost become a, an addictive thing for people just to sort of lose themselves scrolling through these short little videos. How can we get people? Um, how can Bitcoiners as a whole get people to, to look away from their screens a little bit to focus a little bit on? Um, Bitcoin more what can we do to really sort of put the signal out there that people can hear because it just seems to me um, the reason why I'm asking this question is that um, people are looking for sort of like um, some sort of loud significant payoff at the end of a short little video and that's all they're looking for but obviously the content that we're putting out there is in depth we're talking about fundamentals we're talking about what's broken with the world and it's not that easy for people to sort of you know give it a good look so have you had any ideas i thought uh i had an idea but now i think as uh, as i think as i may have understand still you do uh, that it's a completely different audience um uh, in in riga i think it was in riga last year uh, michael sailor uh, he was uh he was speaking in Riga, and he said we should uh, uh, we should make uh, TikTok information on Bitcoin. Uh, we should make TikTok videos on Bitcoin if we want Bitcoin to go mainstream. And back at the time, I I agreed. Uh, I I thought if we actually want uh, mass adoption uh, after a year, I changed my mind, and I think that mass adoption is bullshit. But uh, last year, I, I thought if we really want mass adoption, uh, we have to uh, change our communication 
our, our language. We, we must change our language. Um, TikTok is a completely different language. Um, if compared only to Twitter, not to long, uh, long form posts or articles, just compared it to Twitter, and it's a completely different language. Um, so, my idea last year was to try to, uh, you know, uh, go fishing on TikTok with short videos, uh, catchy videos about Bitcoin, about the price that goes up, or maybe uh, how do you set up your wallet? These are a few, a few steps. Um, and then maybe uh, 5%, uh, 2%, 3% of the people that you get from TikTok, maybe they get uh, into, into your newsletter, your podcast, your blog, your whatever, and you gain public. And you basically orange pill people Change your changing your language, um, but I changed my mind. I changed my changed my mind because uh, because of how TikTok works. TikTok, as you uh, perfectly said, um, basically allows you to to sh uh, to stop thinking. You can just take your phone, uh, scroll a few videos, uh, and then those few videos become a lot of videos. And then an hour has passed and you didn't notice. You just, you just basically switched off your brain and, and went with the flow. But, uh, TikTok is something that is meant not to think. And Bitcoin is meant, you have to think to get what Bitcoin means. Mm. They are two completely different things. Uh, so right now, I don't think that TikTok is the best platform to to communicate about Bitcoin. Uh, yes, I know. Uh, maybe right now, at least in the Western world, in, in China, and TikTok is the most used social media, and so you're cutting off the vast majority of of the uh, possible audience. But that audience is going to screw itself. They're not going to make it if they are if they're not incentivized in some way. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to 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 make people understand what Bitcoin is on TikTok as well. But I know I don't know that that is the kind of content that goes viral. Other things go viral. Yeah, and the, the videos I've I've seen on there um, regarding. Uh, anything relation to crypto um it's all crypto basically like it's, it's like the yeah. the comparisons or the price predictions with like the the lambo in the background with some dramatic music and stuff like that that's the only real stuff i'm seeing um <laughs> but the, the, when when i flick through and i see like rented lambos. yeah it's it's just i don't know it's i don't know it's crazy it's crazy i don't know but yeah i understand what you're saying in the sense that it it really requires people to pay attention and to take the time and those getting lost on tiktok are going to remain lost and they're going to have to put the work in eventually maybe i don't know but um yeah it's an interesting point you make and you also raised a very good point i think which Maybe it's a blind spot in our community, but I think and oftentimes they or the community itself focuses too much on, oh, you know, Bitcoin has already won. And we then start out putting out these weird narratives where you go like, well, if you actually speak to people in the industry, you know, work on these products, who provide the infrastructure, this is not the case. 
can you might be, if you want, dive down into why you think hyper Bitcoinization is BS, uh, like you said so perfectly before? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, let, let's say first that I too think that Bitcoin has already won. The only thing that is in discussion in discussion is the time span. Um, Bitcoin has already won, but my this this my thinking right now is that if we move at this rhythm right now, maybe it could take uh, at least a century to to have a world in which wherever you go, you can pay in Bitcoin. Bitcoin as a stable purchasing power and stuff. Um, if you want to, uh, if you want hyper-Bitcoinization to become faster, uh, obviously something has to happen. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, TikTok has to has to bring uh, millions and millions of people discovering this amazing thing, which is Bitcoin and uh, pa passing thousands of hours uh, studying it. But I don't think that's the reality. reality. Um, so I do think that Bitcoin has won, mm -hmm. but I do not think that I will see in my life the hyper Bitcoinization. Maybe my my son or my daughter will see, or my nephews. I don't know. Um, that's one thing. Uh, why hyper Bitcoin mass adoption is BS. Uh, mass adoption uh, is BS because uh, mass adoption will be reached with CBDCs because because they are easy to use. Uh, mass adoption means, uh, I think, mass adoption means usability, user, uh, using one instrument without without actually know what you are doing. Uh, in the short term, I mean, if you if we want to uh, believe that Bitcoin in a, in a five year time, in five years time frame. Will be used from, from by I don't know fifty percent of the global population. Maybe out of these fifty percent, it's ninety percent will use Wallet of Satoshi in a custodial way. Um, and that's not Bitcoin. That's a CBDC, and that's maybe a not inflatable, uh, inflationable uh, uh, CBDC, but it's a CBDC. It's a spyware. <laughs> if uh, a huge part of the population uses just one application of the protocol, uh, it becomes internet. I think internet has failed in decentralizing information. Uh, in in uh, not, not, not internet, the web. The web has failed in decentralizing information because the idea of the internet is, was that it, it's... it's I, mean, I mean, I think the idea of the internet was to um regain the power of the information and nowadays on the internet on the web if you want to uh, read about something you read mainstream re mainstream media just as you did um, a couple of decades ago um it's hugely hugely centralized yeah the internet is an open protocol but you use google obviously i use google do you use uh, WhatsApp? Uh, do you use uh, Meta? Obviously, you use Meta. Do you use TikTok? Obviously, I use TikTok. Uh, there are a few gatekeepers that control everything. 
And that's mass adoption. And I don't want that mass adoption for Bitcoin. Uh, for Bitcoin, I want thousands of, of wallets, open source wallets, possibly. I want thousands of ways to, to do, I don't know, multisig or I don't know. Every single individual has to find its own way to store and to spend and to earn its Bitcoin. There shouldn't be a, a standardized way because that's socialism, and I don't want the, that kind of word of word. So I would prefer, yes, obviously mass adoption, but I I would prefer not to not to be able to testify this mass adoption. I don't want to be alive when the mass adoption comes because if mass adoption comes and I will be alive, then Bitcoin. I don't think it will have reached the, reached its goal. Its goal. Maybe when censorship arrives, I have one. Basically, I think that if mass adoption comes uh, in short in short term, in the short term, the tools uh, that people use in order to use Bitcoin will be centralized. Uh, I I said wallet of Satoshi, but it, it could be anything. Um, and if the tools will be centralized, then censorship will come. Uh, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when censorship will come. And when censorship will come, uh, a few people, rug pull by rug pull, will start learning about self-custody and will start learning about how to properly use Bitcoin. Uh, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that in the Western world, everyone talks about trading and in the Argentina or in South America or in Africa, people talk about wallets. It's not a, it's not a coincidence. It's a, it's need. When you have the need to use Bitcoin, then you will use you will use Bitcoin properly. Otherwise, you, you will always be exposed to censorship. Apart a few niche of uh, uh, passionate people, people people who are passionate about Bitcoin. Um, that's it. Short term, I think it will be uh, censored Bitcoin. Long term, maybe there will be the uh, actual mass adoption, the real mass adoption, but it's not something I will be able to write, I think. Okay, so currently not on the horizon, which I think um, makes also sense with what I see, because uh, I personally believe there's too much hype in the Bitcoin ecosystem currently. Um, a bit different from when I got in, so it's a Funny contrast to see both ends. Um, when did you get it in? Uh, 2013, but properly 2017. So I was sort of in that, you know, early to, I call it the first proper bull run. Like 2017 was when it, you know, was in, in the big media outlets worldwide. Uh, there were a few articles beforehand. It was listed with Bloomberg in 2013. So all of these things were there, but... Yeah, it became mainstream, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the second point is, uh, I like your analogy with the information age because the internet inevitably should be decentralized. Like we can have protocols running on the TCIP uh, stack, yeah. but the main stack is captured and it will always be captured, whether that is by, you know, uh, big tech companies or three letter agencies, depending how far you want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> with Bitcoin, you have the ability to build on there. Maybe with the trade-off that we just have to take more time to get it done properly, which is, I think, something a lot of people lack to get the patience to get out there. Um, but it's interesting. So you're also on the train. There will be hyper-Bitcoinization and we have to do it uh, the proper way. Do you think with like the next couple of 
bull runs because they're always again hyped people on bitcoin twitter going like oh no it just takes two more three more halfings and like uh, you'll see people will soon get it i'm just super skeptical because for most people it's still a speculation tool yeah uh yeah i do not think that in a couple of halvings will be uh, as i told you before uh, will be in a hyper because word uh the only thing that i think is that bitcoin comes with the need of using it uh whenever the fiat bubble continues to grow there's no problem uh, no one gives a shit about it no one realizes they are actually in a fiat bubble um inflation is still two three four five yeah ten percent whatever ten percent inflation you know it's one uh, it's one tenth of my salary uh, no problem i will ask for a raise that actually that punctually never comes um but it's not yeah it's uh it's a worsening of your life conditions but it's not a state of necessity uh i know that maybe it's uh it's it's bad to say it but maybe bitcoin will be used by people who are actually in a state of necessity that they they when they have no freaking alternative when they have their CBDC, well, CBDC account that is blocked because they uh, bought, uh, I don't know, uh, a piece of meat that they were not allowed to buy uh, or, or whatever. Or maybe they have different political opinions from, um, compared to, to the uh, current government or the, they have, I don't know, whatever. When people are censored, then they have to find an alternative in order to survive. People uh, will use Bitcoin to survive. I think that's the only that's the only actual reason to use Bitcoin, other than being interested in, in it uh, or making money about about it. And and th- this moment will come. It will be different in different areas of the, of the world, but the fiat bubble will burst yep. uh, at one point. And when the fiat bubble were, uh, will burst, everything goes goes to shit. And and the more time we wait, the the worse will be the crisis. So obviously, I I hope I would hope that maybe uh, tomorrow uh, a few big banks crack and everyone realizes that Bitcoin is the solution. But what be like this? A few banks cracked uh, went bankrupt in the U.S. Uh, a few months ago, and nothing really changed about Bitcoin. Yeah, it, it went up a little bit in price, but I don't know if that if that was the actual reason. Um, it also uh, there was also interest rates involved and stuff. Mm. Um, I do think, but, but I do think that when the real fiat bubble bursts, and w- what I mean with fiat bubble bur- bursting is. Uh, big western states going bankrupt uh, there are two two ways uh, that the fiat bubble might bur- might burst uh, one is the bankruptcy the actual bankruptcy bankruptcy the formal one in which a state is not uh, able and is not anymore able to pay its its public debt uh, the other way is the other way is hyperinflation uh, because uh, if a state does not want to go bankrupt, it might be uh, it might 
be asking, you might want to ask for uh, another uh, liquidity injection from the central bank that buys uh, uh, more public debts in order to pay the former debts. That, that's the, basically the fiat, the fiat bubble. But when the, the central bank injects money, then it creates more inflation. Uh, work, work so the, the ways are basically two. <laughs> work perfectly for Greece. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the ways are basically two. Hyperinflation and debt, and that means the bubble bursting, because when you have 100% inflation, then you have Argentina. And in Argentina, people are actually using Bitcoin. And the other, the other, the other scenario is actual actual bankruptcy, and yep. people who have maybe thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, and euros in public debt, because at least in Italy, uh, family um, families are the tradition of um, a tradition is to invest in um, real estate or public debt. Uh, these two things are considered the two safest thing. Uh, let alone the thing that the, the thing that the detail, the little detail that the public debt gives you uh, in the Italian bond gives you like a two percent interest uh, in front of a ten percent ten percent inflation, but that doesn't doesn't uh, necessarily means anything because you know you're investing in the, in the Italian state. Um, Which changes like every two two months. It feels like so. Like you know, you have the added yeah. casino on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people, at least initially for sure, but I think all over the world, uh, will find itself with uh, with way less money than they have right now in a few years. And maybe not in a few years, maybe in a decade mm -hmm. or in a couple of decade, decades. Uh, but I don't think it will, it will go uh, much further. And at the time, uh, a lot of people will be in need. I don't know if that is the time that uh, mass adoption uh, becomes reality, but I think that will be the time in which mass adoption will start, at least. I mean, if you've got a forever shifting landscape at the moment in the world, and like today, I think, isn't it? You've got the BRICS nations, um, as we're recording this yeah. meeting today, um, to discuss various sort of... Um, new political um, regimes and things like that and maybe coming up with their own sort of currency backed by gold and all that kind of stuff whether that's actually going to happen or whether that's a reality <laughs> or not I don't know but you, you've got a lot of narratives going on at the moment about how the world and the, the global elite is kind of shifting um, so I, I do start to see I'm starting to see the signs that the economy is starting to undergo this huge change and um I think it's going to create a wave of confusion and control grabbing and laying in wait uh, while this, all this is going on is TikTok next block, right? You've got, you've got Bitcoin laying in wait. So I, I do think there is opportunity there for people to come on board in, in those moments of chaos and confusion. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, how a lot of people get in is when they get burnt, you know, they, they, they start to realize what that was. And then that's when they first discover the, the rabbit hole. But I think you're right in the sense that there is a lot of hopium out there. There's a lot of content out there saying, oh, um, you know, within the next X amount of years and things like that. And I think people are obviously bias. They're obviously keen to see uh, Bitcoin being adopted as quick as possible. Um, but I think they get lost in that hope um, that it narrows the, the sort of window for them. Mm. Uh, but I, I, what I'm hearing from you is that a more realistic 
approach. It's going to be a slow adoption for the people that really need it the most first. Um, <clears throat> in Italy, what's the Bitcoin community like there? And um, what, what kind of stuff can you see going on um, over there? Well, I think that I'm, uh, I'd say that I'm astonished uh, by, by the Italian community. It's growing at, at an incredible pace in the last few years. Um, maybe thanks to the podcast as well. Um, but there are, there are lots of people right now in the Bitcoin space. Uh, as a, you know, internationally known uh, people, obviously there was Giacomo, uh but not a there's there's not a, a lot of people um who are actually very well known in in the bitcoin space but right now uh, not not right now let's say from 2000 yeah 18 19 uh the, the community actually started to to grow uh, at a growing pace um right now there are a lot of products about Bitcoin, a lot of people who dedicate themselves to Bitcoin. There is a project called uh, Villaggio Bitcoin, uh, uh, which in English, uh, which in English is uh, Bitcoin Village. He also wrote a book uh, about uh, Bitcoin. Basically, he's a an entrepreneur uh, who opened um, um, a store near Brescia. Um, and he orange peels people, and he actually has a actually has clients who go there who want to know about Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a store. It's a normal store like in the street, in the street like every uh, other kind of store. But while while walking there, you you saw you see this Bitcoin village store, and you say, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> you, you go there and you find uh, books about Bitcoin, T-shirts, consulting consulting services. Um, <clears throat> There are, there's a community uh, of which I am part, which is the BTC Pay Server Italian community. Uh, we go around, we uh, orange pill um, uh, commercial activities, and we install BTC Pay Server for them. And uh, I live actually in, in Monza, which is a little town here in Milan. I don't know if you follow Formula One. Of it's where uh, the the circuit of uh, yeah. Um, and I orange peel a few merchants in Monza uh, with BTC Pay server. So when you will be, uh, if you want to to be to to come here, I will uh, gladly take you to dinner while paying nice. in Bitcoin. Nice. And only if you're paying. And also there are obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, well, maybe the owner can make me a discount because yeah. I installed the space. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there is Massimo Musumeci, who is a, a physicist and also a, a technician uh, who has a, I think, six or seven thousand subscribers YouTube channel, and uh, he does tutorials. He talks about Bitcoin. He talks about Lightning. Um, is is very well informed, and when you go to conferences right now, oh, there's also uh, I almost forgot to mention uh, there's the Polito project, which is uh, Politecnico Torino, the um, uh, technical university from Torino, uh, which has this community called Polito. It's a student group 
who organized uh, a series of um, lessons from people from the university and people from high schools uh, in touring uh, in a project with the government. And, and this project is basically a project which is um, something which is um, uh, mandatory for students, for high school students, in order to acquire some working experience during their high school. They have to to do, um, uh, I don't know what is the number, but an, an amount of hours mm -hmm. during their uh, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade or, or so. And, and they have, must do some hours in some kind of project in order to to get to the to the, to the next year, and this pro this Bitcoin, Bitcoin education project, thanks thanks to those guys, uh, was approved, and uh, it was like a, a ten uh, lesson program, uh, three hours per lesson, so thirty hours mm. uh, about the very basics of Bitcoin, the implications of Bitcoin, the mining, the energy industry, and all the main Italian uh, uh, educators went there. Ricky from Bitcoin Tower Podcast was there, Giacomo was there, Riccardo Masutti, uh, who's a um, cybersecurity expert, was there. Uh, developers, Italian Bitcoin developers who contributed to, to uh, the Bitcoin code on GitHub were there. Uh, it was an amazing project. Um, and yeah, the, mm. the community is, is growing. And, and when you go to conferences, actually, I think the Italian <laughs> crew in, in Europe, at least in Europe, I think the Italian group is the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Lugano last year, sitting in the train from Zurich. Yeah, well, and, well obviously yeah, Lugano. And I, I, I looked it's, over. It's almost our, our home conference. <laughs> I, I remember sitting in the train, looking down the aisle, and I go like, I bet that's a Bitcoiner. And then immediately you hear like, you know, <laughs> ah, what are you? and I saw the hand signs and they talk about sats and bits, and I go like, oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's before we head towards the end, Federico, I wanted to um, quickly mention yeah. one part. Uh, I've seen, maybe it was last couple of weeks, but definitely more um, times over, uh, you as a journalist also calling out fellow Bitcoin media companies uh, for basically either, I don't want to call it defrauding or anything, but, you know, portraying certain aspects of Bitcoin in a different way. When if you are boots on the ground, you know this is either not true or they take something out of context and obviously display it differently. And I think one of the biggest thing lacking in the media landscape generally is that accountability. Uh, how much has that yeah. impact in your work? Is that always at the top of the list for you? Do you want to be as accountable as possible? Or were there also any other reasons for you to, to be this vocal? Because I think I like it. That's what we need, right? We'll need to call out the BS if we see it. I quit my job because I I wasn't free to say whatever I wanted to say, and so the answer is obviously yes. Um, uh, if I want to be free in my journalism work, work, and if a journalist journalist is not free, then something is going to get someone is going to get wrecked. Some something is wrong, and uh, you you were referring obviously to to Bitcoin Magazine uh, backing uh, Kennedy's Kennedy's proposal uh, of uh, creating a new you know uh, hard hard dollar backing the dollar with Bitcoin even if in a in a um, uh, not in a hard way, like in a uh, in a soft way, from starting with uh, I don't know three percent, four percent. I don't remember the the, the actual uh, um, 
in backing a percentage. But yeah, that was bullshit because if, if you back the the dollar with Bitcoin, you're go, you're going bankrupt. Uh, even if your call, if your name is Bitcoin Magazine, uh, uh, no, not even if, uh, because of the fact that your name is Bitcoin Magazine and you're doing information about Bitcoin, you should not compromise. You should not accept compromises. You, you should, uh, as your podcast uh, uh, is named after, you should na- you should be ready to get get down to the rabbit hole of everything, of fucking everything. And so even if uh, um, Bitcoiners don't seem for, for politicians, basically, because if, you're back, if you back Bitcoin, you, if you, I'm sorry, if you understand Bitcoin well enough, you don't back politicians. You don't seem for politicians. And if you seem for, seem for politicians, I can maybe understand it, but holy shit, you have the really make them explain every single thing of their fucking program. You just don't have to take their uh, declarations and and publish them without uh, any further uh, question or or, uh, at least attempt to to explain them properly. Um, This is a feature that obviously, at least this is a mentality that obviously should be in, in every journalist mind but we we be we very well know that it's not like this uh, especially in the mainstream industry um, but I and I can understand someone in the mainstream industry because I've been um, uh, uh, I've been in the mainstream mainstream industry I saw the amount of time that you have to produce uh, the news and it's not that large uh, it's uh, it's basically uh, as I, as i said before it's quantity over quality uh, if you're inside uh, corriere della sera or la repubblica which are basically the guardian of the, or the times uh, the, the italian equivalent uh, you have to you, you have chiefs and you have to um, uh, obey them uh, you're not completely free but if if you are a bitcoiner, you're it's it's impossible to to forget this. It's I'm sorry, it's impossible to forgive uh, the 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 lack of depth, the, the lack of uh, uh, truth. Yeah, I mean the lack of truth. Yeah, you have to understand every single thing, the, the whole logical process that, that brings uh, a sentence to. To, to the news, to, to the headlines. Uh, okay, Kennedy says that he wants to, to back the dollar with Bitcoin. What, how? What are the consequences? Uh, how, is going to, how is going to do this? And if he doesn't provide the sentences, you publish the article stating that he, is, he, he was not able to provide the really answers uh, about, about his statement. It's, it's not, yeah, I mean, I understand you're a Bitcoiner and you want Bitcoin to succeed. There's a Bitcoin politician, there's a politician uh, who, who is uh, talking uh, uh, in, a, in a good manner about, good manners about Bitcoin, but, mm-hmm. but it, does, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, uh, we're on the, we're on the same page as the, as the mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, if, if we do, if we do this kind of process, 
we're not changing anything. It's amazing how quick they changed the opinion from because the narrative used to be sorry to interrupt you, Gerald. The narrative used to be oh, uh, politicians they're old, they're out of touch, they 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 don't represent. Um, truth anymore don't trust anything a politician says and as soon as you've got a politician uttering the words i want to support bitcoin it's amazing how like the, the flip happened of now you know we all suddenly went to sort of like respect this or and believe this politician it doesn't quite add up um so it's, mm. it's almost like are you just sort of selling out just for the sake of um you know clicks or are you sort of just trying to find where the money is for your project or because you're part of the pack of of uh, kennedy as well so like you know right. you have to look at these relations yeah. and i find this so funny back when i still used to work in the media landscape my first and second editor always called me out for having too much personality in my writing and i go but that's what people want if i speak to my mate i want to convince them of my point of view and show them the facts as i've been presented Granted, I did a lot of opinion writing, so I was able to um, express them. And I remember in his office, he had a quote by George Orwell, fucking saying journalism is printing what someone else does not want published. Otherwise, it's public relations. And I go, that's what you do. Absolutely. That's what you fucking do. You are the PR company of you know your sponsors if you don't actually... Uh, convince people of presenting them with facts and you know there's nothing wrong if a politician likes bitcoin okay he may have been orange pilled but we should be reasonable in thinking that will probably be abused just based on what happened in the past and if it doesn't great and if not let's let's attack these things from all angles because guess what um Bitcoin, I think, has survived a long time and will in the coming, you know, dips and fat articles and everything because it's being constantly attacked. So if we do the same thing with the community, yeah. inevitably, we should get to a hyper-Bitcoinized world without having these the, these weird hype and, and dumb phases, which you just yeah, see sure, these days. Sure. And what you mentioned also happened in these uh, last few days with uh, Milei, Javier Milei in Argentina who won the uh, the, the elections, uh, well, the primary election, which are not the actual elections, we, 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 which will take place in October, uh, who's a, he, he names, he, he, he is considered an anarcho-capitalist, an Austrian econom, econom, economist. Uh, he, he, he taught uh, about Bitcoin. He said Bitcoin is good, it's a good thing. It, it, it brings money. Uh, again to the private sector, back to the private sector and stuff. Uh, and people on Twitter cheered uh, the, on, at least Bitcoin Twitter cheered the the, um, uh, the triumph of Mila in Argentina because it, it was not expected. Everyone else uh, was uh, was basically uh, going crazy about his, his uh, about the results. Uh, but this, this is the same thing as the the, the Kennedy stuff. Uh, if you're a Bitcoiner, you have to uh, kind of understand what's going on with uh, with Millet. I'm about to publish an article on Saturday. My next article, my my newsletter, will be an article about Millet. And Millet uh, obviously uh, has a, a lot of uh, interesting points about his views on Austrian economics uh, or the role of government on the economy and stuff. But also wants to dollarize Argentina. And this is a completely, um, uh, I mean, how 
do you how is it possible that you want to dollarize Argentina and you're in favor of Bitcoin? These are contradictions, and uh, I try at least I try. I, I'm not saying that I'm a scientist and I can uh, find the very truth, the, the true life's truth in my articles, but at least I try to delve in the fact and to analyze what, in my opinion, my very opinion, as Joel, as uh, Joel said before, uh, is a contradiction. Uh, as long as you are intellectually honest, you're a journalist, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a very good point. And it's important that we have these discussions and be critical in, in this space. And this is part of um, Joel and I's sort of mission now, I think. It's become listening to, to people and how they got into Bitcoin, um, it's it's inspired me to sort of really sort of take in on on board what all these stories are and the origin stories of it and what's motivated people and what's clear to me is that people are uh, passionate about bitcoin um, and they want it to succeed and they believe in the fundamentals but there are a lot of things out there um, in the world of content that is distracting it is clickbaiting it isn't quite exactly you know the, the 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 truth and things are out there that aren't actually verified and people are just going with it as as truth and it's it's a lot of distraction and noise and um if people like yourself are putting out signal and doing the best for for bitcoin and challenging those that you feel are um not representing bitcoin in the right way i think it's the the, the right thing to do and um i think more people should should do that so thank you for taking the time and your energy to, to do that because I know it's not easy to, to challenge the ecosystem because you do tend to get a lot of shit posting on the back of that sort of stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> Before we um, wind the episode down, Joel and I, we do a little challenge at the end of each of our episodes and that's the all roads lead back to Bitcoin challenge. Um, and we uh, ask you a word or give you a phrase and you've got to try and relate that back to Bitcoin. And uh, Joelle and I were secretly texting whilst talking to you about what that word could be. And um, we've come up with the word mafia. How does that relate back to Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Bitcoin is meant to eradicate mafia. And uh, with mafia, I mean actual mafias and governments. <laughs> short and sweet and easy yes the, the yeah, true exactly. the, the, the true mafias of the world um it, it does disable and and uh yeah it's it takes away their power so i like it um thank you for joining us and thank you for inviting us down your bitcoin rabbit hole um thank you guys it's, it's been a fascinating journey with you and a, you're a friend of the show like all of our guests and you're welcome back anytime to further explore the Bitcoin rabbit hole will go and talk about other things. So welcome back anytime, my friend, and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.